New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. So thrilled you're listening to Naturally Savvy. If you could after the show, we would love it if you would rate, review. It really means a lot to us here. Tell your friends and family about the show. Before we bring in our fabulous guest, I want to thank this month's sponsor, Organic India. Seasonal cleansing is a time-honored tradition in Ayurveda and part of a healthy, conscious lifestyle. So you want to prepare your body and mind for the new season. I love that. By reestablishing your natural state of balance, hitting the reset button on digestion, and increasing your energy and vitality for the longer days ahead. This is really good timing. We just had daylight savings time. Organic India is transforming the wisdom of ancient traditions into accessible, easy, modern-day practices to support you in achieving your healthy, conscious living goals year-round. Visit OrganicIndiaUSA.com to learn more. All right, so I'm super excited about this gal. She is a friend. She's a contributor to my book. She's just an all-around wonderful person. Her name is Nathalie Boustros. You might know her as the Bon Vivant Girl. Nathalie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I love being interviewed by you. We always have such a great time. Yes, we do. And, you know, I realized that I think Andrea hasn't been in on the phone when you've been here. So this is fabulous. I know. So excited to meet you, Andrea. How are you? You too. I'm great. I'm also looking forward to today because I love the topic. I love it because we all want to be happy. So it's a very good topic that we're talking about. (laughs) So nine tips to be happy. Now, I saw this on your Instagram. I went and checked it out. I read them and I thought, oh my gosh, I always have love having Nathalie on and I really want her to talk about this. So I would love to know how, there's so many things, right? People can think about that can make them happy. How did you cultivate and come up with these nine tips before we jump into them? Well, to start with, you know, uh, you know, I mean, Lisa, you know my story, but let me say quickly yes, about please me. Do. I, I thought that in the past, uh, like every woman, I struggled with weight and I thought that losing the weight was going to make me happy. So I started to work on it, and then I did all the diets. It's where my first book came out about losing weight without losing the appetite of life. And I noticed that I lost the weight, but I was still not happy. And I said, maybe I should be happy. I would be happy if I meet a guy. I met the guy. It didn't happen. I said, maybe if I move to a new city, I move to... I moved back to Europe. It didn't happen. So I said, like, wait a second. There's a problem, you know, like why I keep attaching my happiness to things or to people. My happiness should come from me. So it's where I started to develop the Bon Vivant Girl, which is like literally meaning well living. And I said, the key to my happiness is me. I love that you're saying that because it's so true. You hear all the time that people would be like, okay, if I only did this, then I'm going to be happy. And if I'm only going to do that, and once I get there and reach my goal there, and whether it's, you know, whether it's weight or anything else, it's then I'm going to be happy. So I love that you're saying that, Nathalie, because how do we intrinsically, how, what, how do we become happy? Exactly. And then it's like, you know, like, because the the, the thing is, of course, if we get something, if we get the great job, we're going to be happy, but it's not going to be for a long time. And then we're going to need our next fix. You know, like, and then we have to put another goal. I'm not saying don't put goals in your life, but be happy with who you are today. And to be happy today, you have to love and accept yourself. And then you have to be thankful in in few words. So I was like working and then thinking, you know, like with all my clients who are always suffering of being happy, they're happy 
they're not happy because they're single. They're not happy because they're married. Like whatever happens, there's always like this feeling of unsatisfaction and unhappiness. And I said, you know what? Like let's try to figure out nine tips. And it's how I came up with my nine tips to be happy. <laughs> Well, let's jump into those. The first one is be grateful. And that's something I talk with a lot. I mean, I talk about a lot with my daughter because she's like obsessed right now with getting a pool. Now, I'd love to have a pool. I love to swim. It's great exercise. It gets really hot here in the summer. But there is a pond a mile from us, a beautiful, natural pond. We feel like we've gone camping every day. And I say, look, we have the pond, but I want the pool. Yeah, well, you know what? Why don't we look around, look at all that we have? Because, and it's not just her. I'm not knocking her, but a lot of people do that, right, Natalie? Natalie, I should say. We all do that. I mean, we all, like, the first thing is, like, we always complain about things that we don't have. <laughs> but we have to start to think about things that we have and say, thank you. I have this, you know? Like, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And we, we keep forgetting that. And when we start, I think when we start thinking and then thinking about what everything that we have, including health, we're like, okay, actually, I'm quite good, <laughs> I think the key is also, yeah, and also writing it down in a journal, that really helps too, or even making it part of your morning mantras, or just saying, when you're feeling down about something, saying, okay, I am grateful for this, because gratitude, as we all know, makes such a difference in our overall attitude. So I do love the fact, at least that you're talking to Lila about gratitude, because and it's a big thing with kids, especially because kids are, and even adults, we're always like, oh, they have this, and they have that. It's easy to look at, you know, the grass is always greener, right? As opposed to saying, Okay, so what we are grateful for is this. Now, we may not have that, but look at all the other things. And I love that you said that to her, Lisa, and that's what you're teaching her. Well, thank you. Uh, the no number two, which I love is also, these are all great, make someone else happy. I am like the queen of compliments. My mom always taught me to talk to strangers, not don't talk to strangers. So, uh, you know, if there's adults present. So in the last like four months, I suddenly have community and it's because I've just been, if there's a woman who seems cool or this guy was just dressed head to toe, just like he looked, walked out of a fashion magazine. I complimented his shoes. We started talking and just a really nice guy. And he and his partner live over, you know, Maine and this and that. And me and my husband get together. And then this woman in the, in the CVS helped me find something. And then we started talking. I was like, oh my God, your eyes are so pretty. Or, oh, I love your shoes. And you never know what's going to happen. And, and just mm -hmm. the smile yeah. that they get. And I'm not, and, and it's sincere. And I think sometimes people think, oh, you're too open. You're, but that's to me that makes not only them happy but i guess it makes me happy as well no, but it's true because like when you see them happy it makes you right away like happy and, and right. you feel happy yeah it's 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 mm -hmm. true and you know when i moved to 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 the us on and off i lived here for the last 15 years in Europe, we don't talk to everyone. So I was like really shocked that everybody will talk to everybody. You know, <laughs> I was like the cold girl, you know, like I was like, why are they talking to me? It's like, we don't know each other. <laughs> more and more, I noticed that paying a compliment doesn't cost me anything, but gives so much smile and makes me feel happy. So why not? What do we have to lose? It, it, it is hard for a lot of people to give compliments to other women, especially women to women. And that's something that I know, Lisa, that's what I love about you so much is that you are so complimentary and you're so open. And I am, I'm the same. If I see something in someone and I was with my girl, my middle daughter, who's going to be 15 this month, and we were at a store and there was this woman behind the cash with the most beautiful eyes. And I looked at her and I was like, your eyes are magnificent. And my daughter looked at me, she's like, I was just going to tell her that. And I'm like, yes, that means that I've taught her well, because I'm all both all my, you know, all my kids. I'm like, if you see something nice in someone else, 
tell them because you never know where that's going to go. Smile at them, right? Just, and I know that's the next one. Number three, smile to the world. Just a smile when you're walking by people. Everyone is so caught up in their own mind that you just break a smile and it kind of like stops people in their tracks. You know, they're like, whoa, she just smiled at me, you know? So I love that that's another one too. Yes. And I think smile is infectious, you know, it's contagious. Like if you smile, I mean, like the person with whom you're talking can be the grumpiest person. At some point, they're going to (laughs) smile. It's like, (laughs) you know, the message goes through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these are all, you're just fabulous, Natalie, because I love number four too, accept imperfection. That's Mm. another thing I have to talk to my daughter about because she gets really hard on herself and she wants to do things right. But then she struggles because she has learning challenges and stuff. And I try to tell her, like, just don't be so hard on yourself. It's okay if you mess up or, you know, if if you have a blemish or if, you know, things, you know, she'll say, oh, that girl's got prettier skin than me or that girl's hair is smoother than mine or whatever. It's like, don't compare yourself to others. There was an amazing quote. You guys might know what I saw. Now, of course, I forget it. But it was about comparison and just how horrendous it is and of course it escapes my mind comparison is the thief of joy thank you (laughs) (laughs) and one of my favorite quotes (laughs) what is it comparison is the thief of joy yeah i love it yeah and and it's so true and you know what it it's so it's one of those things that it's a hard thing to learn especially in the world of social media because you're constantly looking i was just having the conversation with a friend of mine this morning she was saying how she was looking through her feed and she's looking at all these women. And by the way, this woman's 50 and she was looking through other people's, um, you know, other people's feeds. And she started, instead of being happy for them, she started feeling anxious and, you know, not happy for them and resentful. And she said what that came from is a, that taught her that she has some work to do spiritually, which who doesn't, but she also said that that showed her that instead of being happy for someone, you know, she knew it was like, okay, I either need to, you know, kind of do the work myself, or I need to start, you know, looking at other, other people's feeds that aren't going to make me feel so bad. But the key is really, is that when we compare ourselves to others, it really does take away our own joy. So it's understanding what is our own USP, what's our own unique selling proposition that no one else has and being okay with our imperfections, which is a hard thing to learn. But as we get older, I mean, I'm 50 and I'm, ju- I'm I just started learning that in the last year, <laughs> like really being okay with not looking perfect. Right. Right. Or exactly. being perfect. Exactly. And then like, it's, it's, it's not only physical, it's even in the work or in something, you know, yeah. it's like, it, it creates so much stress to make it so perfect. And like exactly the way it's like, kind of like being a control freak. Yeah. And oh, yeah. we have to let it go. And like, there is one expression about control that I love. It's like, when you give up the control, you get all the power. Oh, I love that. It's really that. So, so we really, really have to like learn how to let it go. And believe me, it's not easy for me. I work on it every day. When I did TV segments, I've, I've been doing them for a very long time. And one of the producers several years ago said, you're the consummate perfectional. And what she was saying is that I'm a perfectionist professional. And at the time I was like, yeah, that's me. And I'm proud of it. And as time went on, I'm like, wait a minute, it's not good to be a perfectionist. Cause when you're a perfectionist, there's other things that you're hiding. And now I like, you know, I'm really become, it's become becoming more gentle with yourself. Right. And not it's accepting the imperfections. Exactly. Yeah. Number five, learn to appreciate, you know, being grateful. It's, it's saying thank you for what I have today. But learn to appreciate it's like what's happening around you as well. It's not, you know, like it's like being being grateful. They're very similar. And I was like really hesitating to put both of them. I was like, okay, people are going to say they're they're similar. But it's like it's 
learn to appreciate yourself, the person that you are. It's like where we come to love and accept yourself because like you have to appreciate who you are. You're amazing. And we, we, we keep forgetting to, to think about that, that we're amazing. And like whatever happens to us and to our loved ones, it's amazing too. It's like, you know, like let's take a minute and then think about it. Number six, say yes to something new. That is so important, right? I mean, that's life can get really dull and you know, just the people I met recently, they could have said no. That's happened to me, by the way. I, I <laughs> it's kind of shocking. I was walking with this woman where people take their dogs off leash. We hiked for over an hour together. The dogs got along great. The woman and I got along great. And at the end of it, I said, hey, would you like to get together again and walk the dogs? And she said no. I thought that's what? so odd. Why? That's never happened to me. Most of the people I know, other than the people I've met recently, just, you know, by being friendly <laughs> and trying to make more friends, has been through my dogs. Um, both sets, my the original good boys and then the good boys I have now. I was completely shocked. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you know, okay. she said again. her truth. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm so grateful that other people have said yes. What kind of things do you have you said yes to, Nathalie, that maybe you wouldn't have said yes to in the past? Well, I think I wouldn't be here today if I didn't say yes to become a health coach because I'm a psychotherapist and I wanted to write a book. And then I said, okay, yes. <laughs> and then I said, okay, if I want to write it, let me do you know like become a health coach so i became a holistic health coach and then like all my work brought me here to spread the message to be happy so i said yes i mean I, in my in my document uh, in my list i say like start with a small thing and it was small at the beginning it got bigger and bigger and it had that ripple effect so it's amazing what do i have to lose basically it's like what do you have to lose to say yes. Now, number seven is... is Maybe a, you should give her the list. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? If I ever see her again, I'll just have to happen to have it. I like that. Now, number seven is, I find challenging without doing some work first. Let go of the past or let go of the past. Uh, for me, it took a, it's taken a lot of therapy, a lot of work to... And I haven't completely let go. There's still things that I struggle with, but I'm a heck of a lot better now. What, what do you, What's your opinion on that, Nathalie? I understand that our past, it's what makes us today. But I think we shouldn't hold on to it because, like, imagine your past as this bottle of water that you hold in your hand. And every year, I mean, at the beginning, it's like it's a, you know, small bottle of water. It's not very heavy. But year after year, if you keep it like an hour, two hours, three hours, that bottle of water becomes heavy and heavy. So your past, like, if you don't let it go and accept it, it's going to have too much negative effect on your life today. Process it, accept it. I'm, I'm not saying that everybody's past is like peachy and beautiful and, you know, like sunshine and, and rainbows, but it's like it should, we should try to get an exp a lesson out of it and then let it go to be able to move forward. Yeah, and there's quite, you know, this is one of the things that for many of us doing the work, that's what we call doing the work is the hardest part. And whether you've gone through whatever traumas, you know, the, I'm a big fan of this, his name is Mastin Kip, and he has an amazing podcast. For those of you who are looking to do trauma work, highly recommend looking him up on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And he talks a lot about doing the trauma work and letting go of our past. So if you have things that trigger you or you have that you have PTSD or whatever it is, it tends to come up and over and over again. And he likens it to, you know, it's something that we may always have, we're always going to have, but it's how we deal with it that's different, right? So doing that work, it is the hardest work to do. 
And Lisa, like you're saying, you know, you're, 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 you do all the work, the spiritual work, whatever, the, whether you're in therapy or however you're doing it, writing in journals, whatever it is that you're doing it, it's so important in order to move forward because holding on to that past does hold us down, right? And it, and, it, and it also determines so many things that, you know, come into our life, right? How we react to things, what triggers us, how our relationships with others and ourselves. So I think number eight is, number seven is such an important one and the hardest one to probably do. Of course. And, you know, it's like, I mean, it, it makes part of our DNA. It's like, it's like, it's who we are today, but it's the way how we're going to react to it that changes. Exactly. I was, uh, two weeks ago, I went to see Oprah, her 2020 vision tour. Oh. And she was telling the story about her mother who has never gave her love. Her mother who was like, who really like didn't treat her well, basically. And then like, she tells the whole story while she's in tears. And then she said, I, I talk to everyone in this world and I have to tell her how I feel. So you're expecting her to, that she was going to tell her mom, you know, like you never loved me. You never gave me love. You never showed me this. She turned to her mom and said, thank you for being you because you made me the person that I am today. And I think that's a very powerful message. It's like, I understand that maybe we, we went through bad things, but it's, it's what it made us who we are today. It should be our, strength not our weakness i have to ask how was it how was the tour <laughs> i'm just, just curious because i've heard i've heard about it but i didn't i don't know anyone who went uh it was good it, it was it, it it was really good i mean like there are some stuff that that was like opera <laughs> and then there's some stuff that were like very deep but uh, it, it it was really really good actually I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I don't miss, I mean, I'm really happy that I made it. Mm, I'd love to see it. All right, let's move on to number eight. Set goals to look forward to. Love this one because goal setting is so important. Writing it down, even more important. Exactly. And then like they should be ambitious, but not, but realistic. They shouldn't be like crazy goals. Right. And yeah. again, it's like, you know, like, as I said, like, don't set the goal. The, the goal shouldn't be the condition to your happiness. It should be one of the elements. Positive <laughs> words to describe your life. And, and describe yourself, too. It's really important. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's so true. Nathalie, tell us why, tell us what you, what the, why this is important like to you and why you the You know, it's, it's always like, I have a lot of friends who are very negative. And like, whenever they tell me something negative, I'm like, excuse me, like, I can't tell you the positive version of it. It's like, you know, you have to stop. So I was like trying to figure out to find words. And then I was like, okay, you know, instead of saying stress, for example, if I say excitement, it will change the whole context of the sentence. You know, I have a lot to do. It's so stressful. No, it's very exciting mm -hmm. because like I'm doing <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> oh, I like that. You know, it's like, and then like, I have to, I get to, like, I have the opportunity to the kind of really, it's like the way we look at things. It's like, we have to have a positive look. And I, again, I know that it's not easy. It's a work. I'm not saying that to be happy, it's going to be like one, two, three, and I hope I'm happy. It's a work on ourselves, on how we react to things, but it's worth it. It is worth it. You know, and one of the things I'd love to challenge all of you who are listening and pick one of the nine things that we talked about today that Nathalie has on her list and see if you could change it from your regular day to day. So if you are, let's say, not as grateful as you'd like to be, write down a few things that you're grateful for. If there's, you know, you're out and you're walking about and you're kind of in your own thoughts, look at someone and smile and, and look at the reaction, see if it actually makes a difference for them. And then write it down and then tweet, please tweet us like 
include us in your tweets at naturally savvy at health media gal one lisa that's your twitter that's your twitter handle right finally a normal one lisa davis mph <laughs> look at that it only took me a hundred years <laughs> yeah and nathalie what is your twitter handle the bon vivant girl the bon vivant girl great so please let us know if it makes a difference because i think once you're in even if you're incorporating so nathalie would you have to incorporate all of these to be happy or even if you're doing a few of them just so we you know for people to wrap their heads around this I think you have to start slowly and then like I'm sure once that you master one you can go on and I said okay I can do that and then it will go like don't put too much pressure on yourself obviously and at least three or four try to do them and then see if it works continue and I know that a less it's not going to make you happy but working on yourself with that less it's like it's a step by step you know it's a tool for you. I love that. Nathalie, tell us uh, how we can read everything that you wrote about this, because I love it. You have a whole post. Where do people find that? Um, well, people, if they go to my website, thebonvivantgirl.com, they can see about this this paper and all my new challenges, because like, I decided that I'm the happiness fairy. <laughs> it's my new title <laughs> to myself. Oh, and I, I decided it. to spread happiness sparkle on everyone. And actually, for for example, for St. Valentine's, I had so many single friends like complaining about being single that I created a challenge where I tell people to send me an email of a negative thought of being single and I will answer them positively. Oh, that's and great. And it really works well. <laughs> so you can find it on my website too. It's like, I, I don't accept that we cannot find a little happiness in our life. <laughs> and my website, it's all about that. Awesome. I hope you have a daily newsletter that or a weekly newsletter that goes out and challenges people to send you stuff that you turn it around to a positive. That I think is actually quite brilliant. And I have one last question for you before we end, Nathalie. Do you think happiness is something that we are born with or it's a learned behavior? It's definitely a learned behavior. I mean, we can come from a happy surrounding that will help, but it's a learned behavior. I was always angry and and I learned to be happy. So Everybody can do it. And I hear a lot of excuses and we all know how to get happy. And I have to like add one last word. Some people are scared to be happy because like they, they cannot like stay where they are and complain and then they have to move forward. We should do a whole show on that. Don't you think, Andrea? Scared to be happy. That's a great yes. title. Well, how many people do you know that are love complaining every time you speak to them? You must have, you know, some, I would think between the three of us and for those of you who are listening, you have someone, one, two, three people, every time you speak to them, life is terrible. They're complaining about everything in their life. And I agree with you, Nathalie. I think people like, it's a safe place to be because that's what they've always known as opposed to turning that around and going, wait a second. I think when I try not complaining for a change and actually being grateful, being appreciative for what I have and well said. I, I think, I think I love that you said that because I do think there are quite a few of us. It's like that comfort zone, right? Of course. Yes. It's like, it's easy for them to, to be unhappy. So we can say, poor you, you know, like I call it PMS, poor me syndrome. <laughs> it's like, they love to yeah, live in poor that. Poor me syndrome. <laughs> we got to have a whole show. I still, I think the title scared to be happy. That's actually a really good book title. 
Uh, speaking of being grateful, let's start with that. I want We want to thank Organic India. Again, seasonal cleansing is a time-honored tradition in Ayurveda and part of a healthy, conscious lifestyle, preparing your body and mind for the new season by reestablishing your natural state of balance, hitting the reset button on digestion and increasing your energy and vitality for the longer days ahead. I cleaned out my closet yesterday and I just did a bunch of stuff. So I feel like I, I, I'm going, you know, I'm starting with that. And then I just ordered a Peloton mm, and I'm nice. getting back to Pilates, but I'm so excited. Yeah. Organic India is transforming the wisdom of ancient traditions into accessible, easy, modern day practices to support you in achieving your healthy, conscious living goals year round. Visit OrganicIndiaUSA.com to learn more. All right, Andrea, if you want to uh, lead us out. And again, Nathalie, you're always welcome. Welcome here. You are just a delight. Thank you. I'll be here every week if you want. No, I mean, listen, talking about happiness is very important. Well, Nathalie, thank you so much for being on our show. Lisa, thank you for being an awesome co-host. And thanks to all of you for listening. And like Lisa, Lisa said in the beginning, you know what would make us really happy is if you shared our podcast and subscribed if you haven't already subscribed. And please tell your friends about it because the more that you share what we do, the easier it will be for them to find us and that we can help make a difference in all of your lives. Seasonal cleansing is a time-honored tradition in Ayurveda and part of a healthy, conscious lifestyle. Preparing your body and mind for the new season by reestablishing your natural state of balance, hitting the reset button on digestion, and increasing your energy and vitality for the longer days ahead. Organic India is transforming the wisdom of ancient traditions into accessible, easy, modern-day practices to support you in achieving your healthy, conscious living goals year-round. Visit OrganicIndiaUSA.com to learn more.